0: What? I go hard cuz. Hey you guys. <laughs> it's it's oh, my camera's over here, so I'm looking, I'm so usually looking this way. It's been a while. I hope you guys are doing good. Let me make sure everybody can hear me. Let me make sure everybody can see me, honey. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me mute that. All right, hey, you guys. <laughs> Long time no see. Oh my gosh. My life has been crazy these last few weeks, but thank you guys for the patience. I'm in front of another white wall. I'm officially in my office. Um, I'm sorry if it's still a little bit of an echo. I do have, you know, like a rug in here and stuff, but it's still kind of empty. They're supposed to be coming in the closet people to do the walls and stuff so that I can put my YouTube plaque and my little knick dacks. But my closet is done. My closet looks like a set of boutique, honey. I'm so, like, happy. There's a window in here, so there's, like, a delivery person walking up. Hello. <laughs> They're waving. <laughs> so, yes, I'm loving it, you guys. I'm in my new home. God is good. I've been going through some stuff, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm trying to think positive and not let it stress me out. Um, I've missed you guys a lot. I've missed my discorders, my YouTubers. So I just really thank you guys for y'all's patience, you know, while I just try to somewhat get this house together. It's gonna take a while. That's the thing I'm learning patience, that I'm the type of person, I don't like a lot of clutter and mess. It literally makes me physically ill. I just don't like stuff to be everywhere. So I had to, like, really go hard, like, the first week we moved in. And everybody's like, you need to slow down. You're not going to be unpacked right away. But I was like, fuck that shit. I like a nice house. Like, I want my stuff to look a certain way. I like things to be neat. I don't like bags everywhere. So that was what I've been really doing is just really unpacking and cleaning, unpacking and cleaning, getting rid of boxes. So we're halfway there. But um, so it's a lot going on. Ciao. I went to New Orleans. Let me. I'm just gonna talk because we need to catch up. So now I'm not gonna get to the story right away. We got about 2,700 people in here. So I went to New Orleans this past week for my friend's birthday party. She like did this big trip. It was about 13 people. It was really dope. I had a good time. I hadn't been in New Orleans since Essence Festival, and then before that, I went years ago. But it was fun. But like I was saying on my podcast they had implemented the vaccine passport early. They weren't supposed to implement it until Monday, but certain restaurants and places were implementing it earlier than that. So we spent a lot of time like on Bourbon Street. We found restaurants, you know, a few restaurants that didn't care. Um, and then the rest of the time, we just barbecued and kicked it. So it was just nice to like get a vacay. And then I had to rush back because my one of like my best friends, we've been friends since we were 18. He got married on Monday to his boyfriend, so they did a wedding ceremony, and he was like, "Are you gonna make it? Are you gonna be there?" I'm like, "We've been friends for almost 20 years. There's no way I would ever miss your wedding." So I went, and um, it was beautiful. You know, like both sides of the family was there. Um, so shout out to Justin and David. Um, congratulations once again. So that's why I always love when people, you know, like to throw the hom- the homophobic card, whatever you call that shit, in my face. And as it's, it's, I don't explain stuff to people, because people who know me, who know me in my personal life, know, you know what I'm saying, the type of friendships that I have and that I appreciate. And a 20-year friendship is not easy. A lot of people are not genuine. So if you can be in my life for 20-plus years, I don't care what your sexuality is. So yeah, damn, there was, you know, about to cry, because it was like, I cannot believe he's finally, you know what I'm saying, getting married and... You know, they're, they're, well, they are they're they well didn't walk down the aisle of a ceremony, but you know what I'm saying? They're making a commitment to each other. So I came back in time for that because that's the type of friend I am. I will cut stuff short. If I say I'm going to be there, um, God willing, I can be there. So I went to that. And then the next day, I wanted to live stream, but my son had his permit test. So I had to get back into mommy mode, get up super early, take him to, his, to go get his permit. And he did pass. So I'm going to have another soon-to-be driver, chauffeur in the house. So, Chad, when I tell you my life has been go, 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 it's been insane. But I've been trying to keep up with some of the stuff on the internet. A lot of stuff I just didn't care. I just wanted a break from social media in general. So, just thank you guys for allowing me to to do that. I I appreciate it. Um, Let's see here. I see I got some super chats. Shy Guy Sent Five says, Hey, T, missed you. I was watching your Black Panther review. Would you ever consider doing more movie reviews? Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I would. I I mean, I definitely love watching movies. I have a built-in theater system that we're building downstairs. So the projector and the speaker guy, he did all the speakers in my living room. So they're going to do the speakers and the projector in the little theater room. So, you know, maybe I can start doing stuff like that now that I have a place to go watch because clearly they're, they're about to... Not let me go see shit unless I have a vaccine passport. So my house is going to be my refuge at this point. You know, but yeah, I wouldn't mind doing more movie reviews, especially if they're Marvel movies. I definitely love that. So thank you so much. Um, Nana Nia, what's up, girl? She said 1999. She says we miss T. We love you for real. You're all, hold on, you go all out for us. And since I can only speak to myself, enjoy the fruits of your labor. It's well-deserved hashtag blue gang. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. And just thank you for just being a, a true blue supporter. So thanks. Um, let's see here. Hey girl. Hey, since $70 in czar money, so I know you're from South Africa. Okay. Um, she says, Hey T sending love from South Africa. What do you think about the whole Beyonce blood diamond discussion? I haven't really paid too much attention to that. I know Tina Knowles was snapping yesterday um, because if you guys don't know, Beyonce signed a deal with Tiffany, out the blue Tiffany and she did like an ad and she had this huge diamond on her back. Like it was a necklace and they put it on her back or whatever. And a lot of people were saying like it was a blood diamond and you know, how dare she? And why doesn't she tell them to give the diamond back to the people who mined it in Africa So it's caused all of this controversy. Again, you know, everybody on the internet is, you know, is woke and has something to say. Beyonce is about a check. I don't know when y'all are going to realize this. If it's not about a check, Queen B ain't going for it. She's about her money. So, you know, she may be pro-Black when it comes to certain things. When it comes to other things, not so much. And I guess that's just one of them. And, and the thing is, if we're going to start really getting upset about the diamond situation, like, even when you think about the certificates, do they really mean anything? And a lot of y'all who are upset about people mining diamonds, which I hate that fact too, but for the reason, diamonds are a girl's best friend and diamonds symbolize weddings. Do you know how many children are mining, is it called Mika, Micah, Micah? It's a powder. It's a fine powder, really shimmery, and we wear it in our eyeshadows and blushes and and bronzers. So that's my... Is it lagging, you guys? Somebody said it was lagging. I hope it's not. If it's lagging, refresh your screen. So that's my thing. Like, is it lagging? Let me make sure it's not lagging. It is? No? Yes, not anymore? Okay. Hold on, let me look at StreamYard. Let me check something. No, my internet is good. It looks like StreamYard's kinda going up and down. Hopefully it won't be too bad, I apologize. Um, what I was saying is that if we're gonna have the energy about diamonds, then we have to keep the same energy about everything. Because a lot of the minerals in makeup are mined by children. And you had children going underground to these caves to get, you know, mica and other minerals, even cell phones. A lot of the things in cell phones like Coltan, those are people being exploited and they're mining, you know, 12 hours a day for like three dollars. So we just live in a very exploitive world. So I'm not going to speak on Beyonce or the diamond situation, really, because, again, people pick and choose what they want to be mad at. When at the end of the day, everybody's exploiting everybody, unfortunately. People are, benef- people are benefiting from the exportations of people in other countries. So from your cell phones to your makeup to diamonds, pick your poison. Yes, capitalism. Capitalism, thank you. Um, let's see here. Brenda Bunsen, $49.99, says happy housewarming. Thank you so much, Brenda. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Testin499 says, please do more reviews. I love the one you did on Maury. I think your commentary would be funny, silly, and insightful for Trash TV. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I would definitely look into doing more of those. It's just that YouTube, they'll hit you with like a copyright strike and all that stuff. So that's why I didn't do any more. But that was a fun video. It was a nice, it was something different. So I appreciate it. Um. CHP Inc. sent 20 says, Hey God, it's with our borders open and the September 11th anniversary coming. I feel something evil is in the air. China and Russia have accepted the Taliban as an official government since they took over Afghanistan. All praises. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, there's definitely something brewing. I don't want to go too deep on here um, about it. Just for the fact, like my channel is just being punished. Like it's being severely punished Severely limited. People don't get notifications. People are constantly getting unsubscribed, and it's because of the com- you know the commentary that I do. Again, if I just did basic, you know, just who's fucking who, and you know, just ratchet commentary, they don't care. They push that through the algorithm. So I don't want to talk too much about that, so they mess up my stream. But that bombing that happened a few hours ago in Kabul, at the airport, I feel like that's just the beginning. There's something about that September, the month of September, I keep seeing in my dreams. Every time we talk about stuff on Discord, people keep talking about their jobs, September due dates, the rent uh, moratorium, whatever it's called, ending in September officially. So a lot of things around September. So when that bombing happened today, that just that just felt really bad. There's a lot of just evil going on in this world right now. You know, so definitely just be aware. Just be aware. Um, it's about to be the 20-year 20, 20 anniversary of 9-11. That, that says a lot right there. So I don't know. I just feel like everybody should just be very, very observant and, and just stay prayed up. Because something is going on in, in the month of September. And I don't want to be doom and gloom because I get tired of people accusing me of that or saying, like, you know, I'm talking about sad stuff all the time. And I'm not. I'm just reporting news that, unfortunately, other people are not talking about. So it looks like that's all I talk about, but it's literally just news. But I'm going to try and scale it back because I see that YouTube is not the place for that. Um, and especially when it comes to this whole vaccine situation, I'm going to stop All conversations about that shit on YouTube, period. Um, But yeah. Vanessa, if I ramble, leave, bitch. It's that simple. How you gonna be in somebody's stream time out there rambling too much? Exit. I'm reading super chats. Exactly. Research the facts. Yeah, if you did not know, there was a bombing today. A lot of people don't know that, but it happened about three hours ago. Y'all know me, I go in and out of a conversation quick. I'm just telling, I'm not going to boot her out or nothing, but I mean, if you upset, bye bitch, get the dough. It's that simple. So now, let's go ahead, we have over 5,000 people in here, so welcome, welcome you guys. Been on for 10 minutes, thank you for everybody who's sending the super chats, I'll try and read some more. So I want to go on here and talk about the whole situation with T.I. Sun, okay? So if y'all don't know, T.I. son is out here, King Harris. Um, The blonde son, child, he's out here wilding. Now, he's 17 years old, so he's, you know, almost grown. So he decided to live stream this big party that he was having. There was all types of strippers there. Asses was out. They was twerking and gyrating and getting it in, bitch. So I was just watching this video in amazement because it's very funny, again, the way T.I. has always handled this particular child compared to his daughters. So I'm going to play the video. I don't know if I can play the whole thing, though, because honestly, these girls get naked. I mean, I saw a lot of ass cheeks and titties and shit, so I might have to stop it before it gets wild. But he's on there smoking weed. Oh, he's having a good old funky time. I said, okay, King. King thinks he's grown, grown. Let me find the video. Give me just a second. Here it goes. Let me pull it up here. Oh, hold up. That's the screenshot. Where the hell did the video go? Oh, it disappeared. Right. Let me look at my download folder because I had downloaded it. Cause you know, they like to remove shit off the internet. Where the hell did the video go? I just played it, like not even like three minutes ago before the stream started. I don't know where the video went. Hold up. Okay. No, that's not it. Let me go onto this website and look for it. Hold on. Because I had it up and now it's gone. Let me see if I can find it again. But in the video... Like I said, he's basically, he's smoking weed. There's a bunch of strippers there. Okay, here it is. Okay. And he's playing music. All right, let me show y'all, here it is, hold on. Let me share my screen real quick. Okay. So this is the video here. And like I said, so I gotta stop it a little bit into it cause they start getting naked. But you see them smoking weed. I'm gonna mute this music cause you know, YouTube be tripping. Ooh, okay, look, they're new. Oh shit. So let me go ahead and get up out of there. So as the video goes on, the dancers are literally naked, they're twerking, you know, and granted he's 17, like we're not going to act like he's 12, you know, he's damn near 18, hell, you got 17-year-olds out here with kids, but my issue is this, is the fact that, <laughs> y'all seen them cakes? <laughs> now, I don't know, I'm, I'm so assuming the strippers are 17, okay with them bodies they look like they were grown women you gotta be at least 18 to get a bdl you know what i'm saying you know big grown titties and shits i'm assuming they were grown women at this party for teenagers so look all i see is peach (laughs) so what i find funny is that king is over here live streaming himself honey with peaches galore in his face, titties shaking in his face, he's smoking weed, having a good old funky time. And not a peep from T.I., not a peep from Tiny. No chastising him, nothing. But when it came to Deja, okay, he tried to claim it was a joke, but I'm not buying it. When it came to Deja, he had to check her hymen, make sure she was still a virgin. I mean, just stayed on top of this girl. But meanwhile, like I said, it's okay for other people's daughters to take off their clothes and shake their ass for your 17-year-old. You know, fathers like him and Little Boosie just crack me up. And people always say, well, it's different. You know, they're boys and, you know, you're going to be different with your daughters. I just think it's just really hypocritical. If you're going to be that strict with your daughters, then have the same energy for your sons. You're not going to be as strict you know what I'm saying, with your sons, then give your daughters a little bit of leeway. I'm not saying just let your daughters run crazy because nobody technically wants their daughter to be out here stripping and hoeing. So we're not saying that. But the fact that he would even joke about going to her gynecology appointments and, you know, making sure that her hymen was in check. But meanwhile, this kid, the 17-year-old, he's been smashing other people's daughters' hymens since he was 14. And T.I. saw no problem with it. So it's the hypocrisy for me, okay? It's the hypocrisy for me. I just find the whole situation just insane when I seen that video. I'm not shocked at all because he's always been like that. He's always gotten down like that. He's always marched to the beat of his own drum. And that's because his, you know, his parents allowed him to. But with the girls, it was very, very different. Let's see here. Ricky 1989, sent 20 says, love you, T. God bless you and your family. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, Team member said 999 says, glad to see we all made it through the week. Stay beautiful, T, everyone in here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Ronnell Peter says, sorry, off topic, but I bought a S21 Alta last week, and the Samsung store was out of phones. One of the workers said they are having a global shortage on chips and phone parts. By the way, I love you. Absolutely. The new iPhones are scheduled to come out, and it's going to be a situation where there's not going to be enough, and people are going to be probably willing to spend $2,000 on an iPhone. Those chips are affecting everything, from cars to cell phones to washing machines to refrigerators. So I've been talking about this for months. There's a lot of kinks in the supply chain. So... I'm glad you're at least able to get something. But I think when these new phones drop, it's going to cause a lot of chaos. Because you know people love to upgrade every time a new phone drops. Let's see here. Nisi W says, hey T, congrats on your new place and thank you for everything you do. I'm currently stocking up for a cold winter and I just got better after suffering from C19. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you so much for the super chat and take care of yourself as well. Thank you for coming through. So, like I said, the whole situation with T.I.'s son, a lot of people are talking about on social media. A lot of folks are calling out T.I. and Tiny's hypocrisy. They're saying that that was Deja. And there was a bunch of guys, like a bunch of male strippers, you know what I'm saying, taking their peens. And you know them big, you know them big, big strippers, how they be twirling their peens and shit. <laughs> like, what's that going to say, Bolo? How he was twirling his shit on the real housewife? <laughs> now, imagine that was Deja. And there was a stripper in the background just trolling his fucking pain. T.I. would blow a damn gasket. But, you know, his son can be out here, you know, filming himself, watching these women in the background shaking, twerking, all types of stuff. So, folks, yeah, Bolo, that's his damn name. He had that damn eggplant in his hand. <laughs> that shit was 20 inches, so I heard. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Little Brian said it's called the helicopter. Okay, I didn't know there was a name for it. Child. When he was doing on Real Housewives, I was like, why'd they blur the screen? I thought anything goes on TV nowadays. Are we trying to censor that shit, bitch? (laughs) But yeah, the whole situation is a mess, you know? And again, it's just that mentality of when you have sons, they can just kind of do whatever when it comes to sex. But when you have daughters, it's like, oh, nobody better not touch my daughter or else I have my shotgun for my daughter. But it's so hypocritical because meanwhile your sons are smashing somebody else's daughter. Like it doesn't make any sense. So I just find that whole situation a mess, hoodie. <laughs> but um, you know, so like I said, they're they're dealing with that situation with him. So I want to go ahead and also hit on this topic. Let me go ahead and clear that out. But if y'all find the full video, the full video is a mess. Them girls got straight naked. And I don't know how it, all the kids were in that room. Like I said, I'm sure many of them were, you know, 17 is still considered underage. So, but all those strippers looked a lot older, in my personal opinion. So now I want to go ahead and hit on this whole Sha'Carri, uh Richardson situation. Now, this happened while I was in NOLA. It was like, I'm trying to relax and my phone is blowing up about Shakiri's loss. So everybody watched this for the most part. Everybody was clowning her on social media. Because Shikari has just had so much to say. Um, she's been accused of being arrogant, you know, just being full of herself. And so initially people are still willing to support her, even with her arrogance. It's like, well, she's a fast runner. You know, she makes it and she races against these Olympians. You know, that'd be a good look for her. So a lot of people are still supporting her, even through her arrogance, But, child, Jamaica didn't play. They didn't come to play with Shikari. She ended up losing. She came in ninth place. This was a mess. Cases. So that was my meme. My plans, the Delta variant. Okay. So Shikari talked a lot of stuff. I just I didn't even like the fact that they interviewed her. How do you interview the loser first and foremost? I think the media has definitely ran with this situation. And a lot of folks on social media gassed this girl up. They really gassed her up. But people who understand the Olympics, people who understand that there are people who are, you know, outside of America going to the Olympics, people kept saying that she's not gonna be a match for the Jamaicans. But people kept, you know, holding on to hope. And she got smoked. I don't understand why they would not interview the winners first. They went straight to Shakari Richardson. And then just the way she was talking, the things that she was saying, her cursing and going off. Ah. And then, like, 30 minutes after that, she dropped out of the 200-meter race. Said she wasn't going to race it. So, a lot of folks were saying that she needs to basically have a bite of humble, humble pie. Um, You know, she's just arrogant. She got smoked. She needs to accept it. So, there was a lot of back and forth with people on social media with her. A lot of people was clowning her. There was a lot of memes. <coughs> so... This ended up happening. She was caught basically disrespecting another runner here. Allison Felix. So let me pull this up here. So Allison um, did an interview Excuse my throat. Allison did an interview and basically she was talking, she was asked about the Shikari situation and she was really respectful. And for some reason, Shikari still felt the way. So let me pull that up real quick here. Okay. Yeah, now I have like 50 million screens up. Okay, here we go. So this is the interview here.
1: and neglecting to bring up, uh, you know, I'd be remiss and neglecting to bring up, uh, you know, Shikari Richardson. You know that she's been through yeah. all that she has gone through. Yeah. Uh, what message would you like to say about her personally and about what she endured being an Olympian? Yeah, I or know that. Both be an Olympian.
0: Yeah, I know that she's obviously been through so much. And so I hope that she just supported, you know, I hope people rally around her. Obviously she has a great personality
1: and she's gotten a lot of attention. You know, for all athletes, there's so much that goes into it. Um, We just, you know, give her the support that she needs. I got you. you
0: So this was Shikari's response. Encouraging words on TV shows Are just as real as, well, nothing at all. So she was not feeling that. She also wrote this as well. Let me find this other post. Okay, here it goes. So she was just doing the most. Let me show y'all this as well. It's on another screen. So in this one, she wrote, after she wrote that, she posted herself walking like a boomerang and she wrote blah, blah, next. And then she also wrote, be a good person, don't waste time proving it. So, you know, a lot of people are just kind of turned off by her attitude. By, why did I look over there? I'm so used to looking that way. A lot of people are just turned off by her attitude then on top of that, she was also accused of disrespecting Jamaicans. And so it started a whole diaspora war on the shade room with the Caribbeans versus, you know, um, black Americans. So it was kind of crazy, like the whole back and forth, because we were going through her lights. And in her lights, she had liked at this particular post. Hold on, let me remove that. So here's the post right here. So this person wrote, "Not, not, all Jamaicans still talking shit when y'all gotta walk barefoot to your coconut stand every day for a living." And she liked it that. So a lot of people are accusing her of like being xenophobic and you know just basically disrespecting Jamaicans. But I believe her heritage is Jamaican. Her mother is Jamaican. So, I don't know. But I think it was a lot of back and forth. You know, there was a lot of people disrespecting her. She was, you know, doing a lot of shady stuff. But I think the reason why people went so hard at her is because she was being so arrogant. And she was acting like the whole Olympics was about her. Even when she sent out that tweet a few weeks ago talking about, do y'all miss me yet? And it's like, no, we don't. <laughs> like, okay you were kicked out because you were smoking weed, but there's plenty of other women, plenty of other black women that are still in the race and we need to support them. And I think that's where she kind of lost me is that she was never showing true support to other women in the sport. It was all about Shakari, But I think a lot of that is because so many people gassed her up. A lot of people just felt like she could do no wrong. The whole weed situation was not a big deal. But you had people who followed the rules, who did what they were supposed to do, and they killed it. I mean, these women were breaking records, and they're still not getting as much attention as Shikara. So I think that bothers a lot of people as well. So let me go ahead and um, read some more comments here. Uh, Remia says, hey, T.I. needs to realize that his son can get more than one girl pregnant in a year, but his daughter can only get pregnant once. (laughs) <laughs> Love from London. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, Renia says, also, I know you don't think YouTube is the place, but I really want to know your thoughts on what possibly be prepared for, for winter 2021. What are your thoughts on outages and shortages, etc. cetera? Um, listen to my last podcast that I just did about Buster Rhymes. I talked about shortages and everything um, in that particular podcast. I just posted it earlier today. So definitely, if I put up a podcast, I only put half on YouTube. So you have to go to Spotify or Apple or Google to listen to the full thing. But I always talk about, you know, a lot more deep stuff off of YouTube. So definitely check that out. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Anna Marie says, the Jamaican lady... Are called Elaine and Shelly. Let's see here. The Bishop Senphi says, Thank you for I was keeping it real, T. I've been watching you since 2013. Love your glow up. You'll probably remember my old username, BJ Allen D. I do kind of remember that username. I remember seeing you in the comments. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Let's see here. Shannon G. sent 20 says, I'm late to the live but I'm present. Well, welcome. Thank you for coming through, sis. Appreciate you. Um, that Dad TV sent 5, thank you so much for the super chat. Monique King says, I'm booking Bolo for Deja's birthday party. Love you, T. Now, you know if you book Bolo for her party, T.I. is going to flip out. He's not going to allow his daughter to do the same thing that he allows his son to do, which is just really interesting. Um, Let's see is Joey Sen says, hey, T, just became a member. I would love to be a part of the Discord for my birthday month, September 4th. Love you all the way from Ratchet, Florida. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. TJ says, T told you it's the family hustle. King is giving me family business vibes. What is the family business that he's giving you? Curating strippers? Maybe that's what that is. Maybe he's carrying strippers for the family business. (laughs) Thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. Cyan Prodigy sent 1999 says, I finally caught a live to tell Queen T thank you for encouraging critical thinking. You have gotten me through many hard days, longtime fan, many blessings to you and your family. Thank you for all you do. You are so welcome and thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you. Um, Beauty in the Brains Sentence says, she acted like she was the only black woman that was invited to go to the Olympics. She needs to be humble in my opinion. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. Uh, Green Screen says, been watching you for years. I appreciate my OG YouTubers, love from London. Shout out to Jamaica and the Caribbean. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, it's funny how a lot of people seem to like not really, I don't know. Like, have relevance for people who've been on YouTube or who kind of paved the way. Like, I was kind of keeping up with some of the drama with Abba and Preach, and they were into it, like, another group of guys. I hadn't even heard of them before, like Fab and Fit or whatever. And it was a lot of this, you know, oh, you guys are old. You guys have been on here forever, and we're taking your place. We're coming for your spot. And it's like, it's, it's YouTube. Like, calm down. You know, like, everybody's so worried about, like, the numbers. and But what they need to understand is that if it wasn't for people like Abba and Preach and other OG YouTubers setting a blueprint, a lot of y'all would, you know what I'm saying, a lot of y'all would not be where y'all are at or growing as fast. It was just like when James Charles was disrespecting Marlena Stell and, you know, calling that old woman when she's one of the OG makeup beauty gurus on the platform, and she basically paved the way for you to come in on the tail end and have everything already set up for you to blow up. So thank you for that. I appreciate people who still appreciate the OGs of YouTube. So thank you. Um, Let's see here. Kirk sent $49.99, says, I hope your day is going well. Stay blessed, Auntie. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for going coming through, and I hope your day is going just as good. Um, Let's see here. Renea says, when I saw everyone praising her hair and nails rather than her talent, something didn't sit well with me. Everyone want, wanted to resonate with her and prove black girls who look like this are more not ghetto. Look at her being ghetto, LOL. Yeah, I think people like were really feeling the fact that she kind of had like a I don't care attitude. She, for the most part, even though she's young, she kind of knew who she was. She was comfortable in her skin. She had the bright colored weave, the nails, all that stuff. And she was still kicking ass. But where she turned people off is just the constant, you know, like just the arrogance and just not being supportive of the other black women there. Even to this day, I haven't really seen anything that any of these other runners have said about her negatively in public. You know, so I don't understand like why she has so much, I don't know, it seems like animosity or she feels some type of way because no one has really done anything to her. So that's the part that's kind of confused me because even the lady, Allison Felix, um, she was very respectful. She was very respectful. And I think like at this point, people need to stop interviewing these other runners and asking them about Shakari Richardson. Like just stop. If I'm on there to talk about my attributes and what I bring to the game, talk to me about me. It's no different than when rappers get upset when people ask them about other rappers. I'm here to promote my music, my songs. I don't want to talk about Six Nine. I don't want to talk about this person. So I think you know at this point they need to allow these runners to do interviews about themselves and stop bringing up Shikari. So I think that that would you know, basically quell a lot of the bullshit because they keep asking these other women about her. And even though these women are not saying anything bad and they're showing her love, for some reason, she's taking it, you know, the wrong way. Peanut Butter Gaming says, tea, and that purple is pretty. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. No one from the Jamaican. Hold on. Read that. It's somebody in the comment. Yaya Max says no one from the Jamaican track team has said anything about her. They literally said no comment when asked about Sha'Carri. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It seems like the media is stirring up a bunch of mess because I haven't, you know, unless I missed it, you know, I've been kind of in and out, but I haven't seen anything about where these women have disrespected her or talked about her. And really, they have all the room to talk about her because she had so much to say about everybody else. And, you know, she was that girl and she was going to smoke everybody and, you know, watch out for her. She had a lot of bravado. So the fact that she came in ninth place, they really could have clowned her, but they didn't. They really took the high road. So that says a lot. Now, as far as the fans, you can't control what the fans say. You can't control social media. You know, they're going to talk their mess. So now I want to go ahead and get on the whole... R. Kelly situation this is a hot mess so if you guys do not know um, Aaliyah is back in the media of course because of everything with this whole R. Kelly trial and I've been trying to keep up with most of it Asriel Clary they they when you look at the documents or any blogs they have her listed as Jane Doe 5 or something like that but it's Asriel Clary and She kind of spilled the tea on what R. Kelly told her happened to Aaliyah and why Aaliyah ended up kind of being forced to marry R. Kelly. So the stuff that's been coming out from this trial is just really, really sad. Let me just go ahead and pull up this information here. The whole situation is a mess. This man was doing just so much just degenerate shit. To like so many young girls for years, it's insane that he was allowed to get away with this for years. Nobody said anything. People looked the other way. And like I said, I knew this was going to happen. Everybody's going to jump ship on him, which they did. And now everybody, all the handlers, all of the runners, all of the staff, now everybody's trying to minimize, you know what I'm saying, the things that they did in the situation. And everything is on R. Kelly. But he had plenty of help. This was a well-oiled machine. He had plenty of help. And it's sad that more people are not going to try Because the whole situation is disgusting. And I feel really bad for Aaliyah. So I'm going to go ahead and read you guys this. Give me just a second here. Okay, so the article says, A former living girlfriend to R. Kelly... Testify that the singer told her that other women he was having sex with and that he married R&B star Aaliyah when she was just 15 so that she could get an abortion. Kelly is on trial for a long list of allegations, including claims that he and others bribed government officials to obtain a fake ID so Kelly could take Aaliyah to his, could take Aaliyah as his child bride. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to all the charges against him. A woman identified in court by the pseudonym, Jane, testified on Monday that Kelly, who maintained strict control over their lives, over the lives of his partner, once took her and the other girlfriends to a park and told them that they could ask him whatever they wanted to. She said that most of the questions focused on Kelly's relationship with Aaliyah, including the allegations that he married her in 1994. Kelly said that he married Aaliyah because she was underage, and needed permission of her parents or a spouse to get an abortion, the woman testified. Jane, who is really Asriel Clary, is an aspiring singer who began having sex with R. Kelly and moved in with him when she was only 17, also testified that Kelly forced her to get an abortion in 2017. The testimony came a day after Kelly's former tour manager, Told jurors about the night the sham marriage to Aaliyah was executed. Now, if you guys remember, Demetrius King was that old ass black man. I drug him a few years ago because I felt like, you know, don't come out now trying to spill the tea. You should have did something years ago. You knew this shit was wrong. So Demetrius Kelly says he was forced to take a, he was forced to take the stand Friday after he attempted to assert his Fifth Amendment right not to self-incriminate himself. Um, Smith testified that he and Kelly met Aaliyah through uncle Barry Hankerson, who was also Kelly's manager at the time. After flying her home in Detroit to meet the young teen and her parents, Kelly began writing and producing music with her. The two became close, Smith told the jury. He began worrying that they were being too playful. He said he even confronted Kelly about whether he was messing around with the minor, which the singer initially denied. Then in August 1994, Smith said that Kelly ordered him to book a flight home from a tour in Orlando after Aaliyah told Kelly she believed that she was pregnant. When they arrived back in Chicago, Smith paid a government official $500 to make Aaliyah a fake ID so she could marry Kelly without her parents' permission. The two were married by a minister in a hotel that night before Kelly and his crew returned to Orlando, Smith said. Smith testified that Kelly's other managers organized the wedding to protect both Kelly and Aaliyah. When prosecutors asked what Kelly needed protection from, Smith answered, shit, jail, I guess. Aaliyah and Kelly's marriage was annulled in 1995 she died six years later at 22 when the plane she was traveling in crashed off of the Bahamas. Whew. So that whole situation is really disturbing. And I remember hearing years ago that Aaliyah was possibly pregnant. But I, I guess for me being young back then, like I really couldn't even wrap my mind around it. And I didn't even want to think about that. And I remember even in that, that music video, Are You That Somebody? And you guys remember that baby was cooing? That dun, 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 dun. And you can hear baby cooing in the background. And I remember in school, people were saying that that was Aaliyah's baby. People were saying that she had secretly had a baby with R. Kelly, and that was the baby in the background. I don't know if you guys ever heard that. Okay, good. Y'all remember that, right? That was one of the things that people used to say in the 90s, that that was Aaliyah's baby. Cooling in the background. So, of course, they didn't have any kids, but it's like the rumors of her being pregnant were always out there. So now to see that all of that shit is true, it's so disturbing when you go back and oh, I'm glad I remember. When you go back and you look at the pictures of our Kelly and Ali dressed alike. Um, let me see if I can pull up the one picture. You know how like hindsight is twenty twenty, and... You would see them dressed alike. And now that I'm more like, I guess, woke, they were dressed in Mickey Mouse outfits. Let me see if I can pull it up. It's just really weird. They were always wearing Mickey Mouse. So I must bring in mind like that the whole Disney programming. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Okay, so like in this picture here, she has on Mickey Mouse. And that's him. He's wearing the same thing, because you can see the plaid right there. And she's like 15 in this picture. Here, they were, they were always like matching. And that's what couples did back then. Okay? Like anybody, you know, who was around back then, that's what couples did. Like you, you matched with your boyfriend. Let me show y'all something else. This picture here, this is when they did the BT award. Excuse me, not BT awards. It was a BT show. I think Big Les was the one who interviewed them. And you see here, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse on her hat. It's just weird. It's just really weird. Like when I go back and I watch that interview, and I remember even Big Les, you could tell she kind of felt a way because I think it was in that particular interview that she asked like, is there something going on with y'all? You know, y'all are matching, like what's up with that? And they both just kind of played it off you know, but he really groomed her. And granted he, he, made, he made good music. I, I'd be a liar to act like his music was not good. And that when you listen to an R Kelly song, if it just so happens to play, it doesn't take you to a space in time. But the fact that this man made such really good classic music and worked with everyone in the industry, I mean, he worked with some of the biggest names, Celine Dion. You know, just everybody. Who hasn't he worked with? He's written for so many people. It's like everybody's just ignored that. It's almost like he was a crazy, deranged, you know, degenerate genius. So it's like, well, as long as he's a genius with music, we'll ignore all this other shit. Now, what I also find very interesting, somebody says it was Coca-Cola, Mickey Mouse, college jerseys, and half sweaters. What I also find very interesting is that her music, remember I talked about this a few weeks ago, about how her uncle has kept Aaliyah's music off of streaming platforms for years, but as a 90s kid, I, I don't care because we have all of Leah's music, okay? If you grew up in the era Of LimeWire, Bear Share, Kazaa, all of those, you know, before streaming. (laughs) That's where we got our music from. So we all, we've been had Aaliyah's music. But now the uncle has released Aaliyah's music. I believe on Spotify, might be on Apple, one of the two. And I know there was some backlash from the family saying that they didn't want the music released and all this other stuff. Well, now the uncle is talking. He did an interview today with the Ricky uh, Smiley Morning Show, and he's speaking on his thoughts on the whole R. Kelly situation. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all this stuff. I feel like everybody's now trying to distance themselves. Everyone is now trying to act so shocked. And it's, it's very interesting because, like I said, us as fans, we were young, but even us watching their whole relationship was just weird. It was just odd. And I remember when, when she got married to him and that came out, I believe it was like in Jet Magazine is when the story first broke in, but it was either Jet or Ebony, forgive me. This was like in the 90s. And I remember us having roundtable discussions about them being married, you know, in school, in the library with teachers and, you know, other people. I remember this being like a real big discussion And us being young and not understanding the ramifications of what he was doing and not knowing about grooming, we're like, okay, well, maybe they love each other. You know, age ain't nothing but a number. Remember that song. That's what we kept saying as kids. Age ain't nothing but a number. All of that was just like, when you really look back on it, that was just grooming us and preparing us and desensitizing us. Because that's what a lot of young people said back then. You know, these conversations weren't really, it was Vibe Magazine. Okay, thank you. These conversations weren't really talked about in depth like that. It's like we thought it was weird, but then they both denied it. So it's like, what do you do? He's denying it. Aaliyah's denying it. You know, is it fake? You know, so it's just like a lot of things. People were just really confused. But I remember that was one of the big things that folks would say. Thank you. Y'all remember that. People would say that all the time. Well, age ain't nothing but a number. Isn't it interesting that he came out with that song? And it's almost like he probably came out with that song to justify the fact that him and his cohorts, because I don't believe it was just R. Kelly. I believe a lot of men who were rocking with him at that time were also fucking all these little young girls. You know? So the whole situation is just, it's very disturbing when you really think about it. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty. Let me go ahead and, um, Nurse Courtney says, I remember asking my mom what that meant. Yeah, that was a thing. And I remember like older guys would pull up on you in their cars, you know, when you're walking through your neighborhood and try to talk to you. And it's like, I'm 14. Oh, well, I'm 25. AJ, nothing but a number. Like, dudes just say that shit all the damn time when we're in junior high. Like grown guys, like in their 20s, would always say that shit. And you didn't know a number. You know, we just thought it was a song. It's sad. So let me play out what Barry Hankerson had to say. Give me just a second here. Let me pull this up. You know, everybody's coming out doing interviews, honey. When the money runs low, that's when you'll see them. speaking of the background of uh, Barry. I know R. Kelly was signed to Blackground back then. It was R. Kelly and MGM, and they had that song vibe that they came out with that blew up. Now, I know you probably feel a certain type of way about everything that's going on with R. Kelly right now. Did you feel uh slighted or I'm sure you were upset when you found out the things that, that R. Kelly
1: had uh was putting Aaliyah through? Um well to be very honest with you. Um, of course, I was upset, mm-hmm. and of course, I had uh, to really, I had to really, really consider what my reaction would be. Right, um, and uh, I really found out I wasn't a hardcore criminal. I couldn't kill <laughs> nobody, right. so uh, so I just took it the emotional, and I just i went to Minister the and we just prayed about it yes. and just resolved ourselves. So that the hard handle And and he did. I think that's yes, I, I think yes, that's what's going on. There's no sense in two lives getting destroyed. Yeah. You know? right. So um Last time. that's right. Hey uh you just joining us, we we're talking to Barry Henderson, um uh, uncle, uh, um, uh Alina just uh, music is now streaming. I'm oh, so excited to have him. Uh Gary, yeah, you had a question? Yeah, Ricky. Uh, Mr. Henderson. I just wanted to ask, uh, what are your thoughts about what the witnesses have said, you know, during the RK trial about their relationship? No, no, no. What are the thoughts? What are your thoughts about what the witnesses have said, you know, during the R. K. trial about their relationship, Leah mm-hmm. the, uh, relationship? Uh I tell you too. I don't know anything that they've said so far. You know, I, I, I don't listen to, I don't listen to anything related to him, to be honest, if I could help it, you know. Uh, I just, I just put a wall up to that. It's just too emotional for me. It just brings back too many bad thoughts for my whole family, He impacted my whole family, you know. I mean, it's just a bad, it's just a bad thing, y'all. It's a bad thing. Uh, well, I wanted to ask, what other releases will you be making on uh, Blackground 2.0 next month? Well, next month we have two artists we signed, and we've completed uh, their first singles. They'll be out within the next two weeks. Autumn is a young lady's name, uh, Marini, Autumn Marine, and we signed a brother out of Detroit named Elijah and an incredible music. I'm so excited about it. i you thinking gonna really excited. I will, somebody give me an
2: email. If you promise to tell me what you
1: think of, give me a call and tell me what you think of not sending these two new artists' music. Uh, and that, that's what we're coming out with next. All
0: right, Father. Okay, whatever, Hank. I'm sorry, I just, Let me pick my words carefully just because I don't want to, you know, he's an old man and I don't want to come off as disrespectful when I say this, but, um, him and Aaliyah's mama get on my nerves. I just, I don't even know how else to say it. I'm not a fan of either the mother or the uncle. Okay. Um, the thing that bothers me is that now everybody's talking, Aaliyah's mom is writing a book uh, she was even accused of trying to promote the book at Aaliyah's grave site or something like that. Um, the uncle's out here now releasing her music after 20 years. He's trying to promote his new group or whatever the hell he has going on. Because again, the checks have slowed down. Okay. We're living in tough times, everybody economically. Right. So now everybody's talking and it's it's very funny to me how the mother and the uncle, They're so protective of Aaliyah's memory in death. Oh, we, you know, let her rest in peace and we want her memory to be kept alive. You know, I don't want my Aaliyah attached to the R. Kelly, Surviving R. Kelly documentary. Um, You guys are bringing up my child's name. remember she was going off when the whole Surviving R. Kelly thing was going on. I find it very interesting that the mother and the uncle They have more energy to protect Aaliyah in death than they did while she was living, okay? As a parent and an uncle, because Aaliyah was left in Barry Hankerson's care, how do you just allow your 15-year-old to be with a grown man literally 24-7? Where was the mother at? when her 15-year-old daughter ended up pregnant by a grown man, so much so that they had to bribe government officials to give her daughter a fake ID to get an an abortion. And I think what hurts the most is when you really think about all of this, because I'm sure people knew. I'm sure people knew. I'm sure her family knew but it was better to keep it hush hush get the abortion and then just go on with life as normal so i can imagine what she had to go through mentally and emotionally and even you know how many people have guilt after having an abortion you know the the mental and emotional struggles that might have came with her having that. Even though it wasn't an ideal situation, her being pregnant by R. Kelly, nobody wants to be in a situation where they have to kill a child. So I could just imagine what she was even thinking or even able to process at 15 in that situation. So for everybody now to be talking all this, oh, you know, huh, I'm not paying attention to the trial and I'm a Muslim and, you know, it's bullshit. I wish they would have had this energy for this young girl when she was alive. But again, you have a lot of parents who are quick to pimp pimp out their daughters, pimp out their sons in hopes of chasing a check. And one thing that parents need to understand is you are the parent. It is not your child's job to take care of you. You gave birth to that child. They didn't give birth to you. It is your job to take care of your child, not to mooch off your child's talents. As much as I'm not a fan of Azriel Clary and some of her antics on social media, what happened to her was sad. Because her parents literally pimped her out. In one of the trials, it came out that our Kelly told the girls, your parents don't care about you. They sold you to me. And while that might seem like an over-exaggeration to some people, like, oh, he's just telling them that to try and break their spirits, I don't think so. Even if they didn't physically say, hey, here goes my daughter, give me a hundred grand, you can have her. They knew what they were doing. There has been rumors that has followed this man since I was in junior high. In the late 90s. Anybody who grew up in the Midwest, who grew up in Chicago, the brat is from Chicago, missing with the, oh, oh, you know, he was signed to whatever label, the brat, all y'all knew what was going on. Because if my little ass in the in the Midwest, in the Twin Cities, in junior high, is hearing rumors from friends and older, my friends' older sisters and cousins from Chicago about R. Kelly fucking young girls when we were in seventh and eighth grade, there's no way that all these people just had no idea what was going on when random girls in junior high were having these discussions about R. Kelly. But not everybody wants to act like they just, you know, They were so oblivious. And people kept working with him, kept, you know, protecting him. London on the tracks mama. She was one of the main ones who would go to the mall and recruit girls and get their phone numbers and pass them to R. Kelly. And then when shit got hot, she jumped off the track. So I I find the whole situation, while R. Kelly is a monster, he was not a monster on his own accord. He had a lot of help. From the parents, Aaliyah's mama, Leah's daddy, uncle, Asriel Cleary's parents. Who's the other one? Jocelyn, her family. And I think their situation's even sicker because at least with Aaliyah, I don't want to say she was the first because a lot of pe- perpetrators, you know, he's probably grooming other girls before he even met Aaliyah. But Y'all knew about the Leah situation. Y'all knew about the young girl that he peed on in the porno. Let's not forget that. And in 2010, 2011, whenever R. Kelly met these girls, y'all still allowed your minor daughters to go off with this man. Why is that? Because again, these parents thought they had gotten the golden ticket and that their daughter was a golden goose Because as you're clear, she's very talented. She can sing. And just like with Jocelyn, they thought that R. Kelly was going to do something for their career. And all R. Kelly did was just smash their daughters and abuse them. So some of these parents also bear responsibility as well. Because they went into this knowing the facts, knowing what R. Kelly was about, but they chose to look the other way. And then they wanna sit on the surviving R Kelly documentary and act like heroes and act like, you know, I'm gonna go rescue my daughter. I'm gonna go burst into this hotel room. I don't wanna hear none of that shit. Because what a good parent does is if your child is talented, then you invest in that child. You are there. Some of these parents even wrote affidavits and gave it to R Kelly's people and basically stated that R. Kelly is the caretaker of their daughters. So they knew what was going on. So I hope they suffer a lot. If they don't go to jail and never go on, go on trial, I hope the guilt eats them up, that they pimp their daughters out chasing fame. And this happens more time you know, than not. Even with Britney, we can even go there with Britney. I wonder how many executives and how many people in the industry possibly, S word, because you can't say it, abused Britney. And her daddy and mommy just sat there and were okay with it because the ends justified the means. It wasn't lost on me when she said that she felt like her situation was that of a a sex trafficked victim. When she said that, that has never sat well with me. You're Britney Spears and you're comparing your current situation to a victim of sex trafficking. Let that marinate for a while. See, a lot of these parents, they do things in the guise of, you know, trying to get their children famous and trying to get their children seen. Because we've been taught to worship celebrity and worship fame and worship money. Nobody's encouraging their kids to be blue-collar workers, even though you make good money and you don't have to worry about somebody trying to smash your son or daughter. Nothing wrong with an honest living, but everything now is about fame and going viral and, you know, wanting your name in lights and wanting to be seen. And now we're seeing in real time the results of that. So I'm just, you know, I I don't know if I'm mean for saying it, but I'm just not a fan of Aaliyah's mom. I'm not a fan of the uncle. The uncle doesn't normally do interviews. When's the last time we've heard from Barry Hankerson? I don't think he said anything really since Aaliyah died. He doesn't do interviews. That man's, that black ground records has destroyed so many people's careers. Jojo and others. This man does not do interviews, but it's very funny that now that, you know, the economy is going bad and, you know, money isn't what it used to be and, you know, things are slowing down. Well, let's now talk about Aaliyah. Let's bring out the music. And you notice it's all coinciding with the R. Kelly trial. So they're also using this trial. He can say that he doesn't pay attention to the trial and, you know, I'm a Muslim. I don't like negativity, but let's keep it real the music being released, the books being released, all of this is to play on the hype that's going around the R. Kelly situation. So money is definitely a motivator for why Uncle Barry is out here talking. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I just feel really bad for everything that she and a lot of these young girls have gone through. You know what I'm saying? Now that more details are coming out but even with the whole Geronda Pace situation, I read her court documents. She's the one who went to the court case while R. Kelly was trying to defend himself from the last accusation. And she snuck down to the trial and met him and then started a full blown, we well, can't even call it a relationship, a situationship with R. Kelly. But once again, where was her mother? How are you able to just fly out for a whole weekend? The parents didn't care because they figured, you know what? At least my daughter's getting taken care of. One less mouth in the household that I have to feed and look after. But not knowing that they actually allowed their daughters to be sent to the wolves. Because in one of the testimonies, they said that if R. Kelly was mad at them, not only would he physically abuse them, He would make them sleep with some man named Nephew. I don't know if Nephew was R. Kelly's nephew, but he would sit there and allow this man named Nephew to basically are these girls because they didn't give him permission. They didn't want to sleep with him, but he would make them sleep with Nephew while he sat there and watched. So the testimony that's coming out from this trial is sickening. It's sickening. But there's plenty of blame to go around, and I wish more people would be going up there on trial right along with R. Kelly's disgusting ass. Let's see here. Um, Unique Butterfly says, Hey, hi there, been rocking with you since 2017. You look beautiful as always. I'm proud of all your success. Stay safe and stay blessed. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat. C&J Family Show Sentence says, this feels like a bad baby all over again. Next thing, she's going to be on Dr. Phil. Thank you for the super chat. Andrea B says, what do you think about Britney being naked all over social media? Her dad saying she's on drugs, accusations of animal cruelty. Yeah, I follow Britney. I don't, I, like I said, I feel like there's more going on with her. Her constantly being topless on my timeline. It's kind. Of, it's getting on my nerves now. Like, ma'am, I can see my own tits in the mirror. Okay, I don't, I don't need to see yours every other day. Like the first time, okay, I get it. Freedom, you're free. But it's like now it's constantly happening. You know, I don't know. Who knows if this was something they were making her do. She just, something's not clicking. You can just tell she's been through a lot. You know, I just, I watched the things that she posts and the things that she says and it's like part of her is there, but you can tell she's been through a lot. That's why I say this industry is so dirty. Who knows how many people may have been assaulting her actually without the S um, throughout the years. Because her behavior is very weird, especially the fact that she has teenage boys You know, her boys are also following her on social media. And one thing, and I don't know, maybe, you know, every mom is different. But I know sometimes when you have boys, you kind of think twice about certain pictures and certain poses and just certain things, especially as your boys get older and they have teenage friends. Now, when you have daughters, I think women who have like, you know, who are girl moms, they're a bit more free because they have daughters. But I think boy moms just tend to be a bit, just a bit, not all, a bit more reserved with certain things because she's never, she's never done that before. She's always been sexy and, you know, you know, carry herself sexy, but it's just like a constant, just holding of the boobs and the, you know, the panties being like rolled really, really low down. We can see like some of her pubic areas, just weird. Just really weird. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't want to unfollow her, but, you know, I don't get it. Let's see here. Um, Manvin's 91 says, love you, T. Miss you. Miss you too, sis. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, Andrea B. sent 1999 says, I genuinely hope they double back and lock up all those adults. All of the people are guilty, and I'm sick of seeing people using her name and legacy with our Kelly for attention. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I'm just sent another 1999 says, damn, Dame dash is still doing interviews, but wasn't he working with R Kelly after Leah died? He was saying that she told him the awful stuff he did, but you still work with him, even though she was, the, she was the love of your life. Exactly. He's another one who won't be quiet. Then he was talking about he blamed, I don't know, some DJ because Lenny Kravitz supposedly sent a helicopter or a, a different plane for Aaliyah because she because we all know Leah did not want to get onto that plane. She felt really wary about it. And then this other guy ended up taking the plane that was supposed to be for Aaliyah. I just, I, I don't know. And the thing with Dame Dash, I don't know if nobody really talks about this. But around that time, nobody knew he was with Aaliyah like that. It was weird. Like, it wasn't really publicized like that. We all know about Dame Dash and Rachel Roy. So my thing is, if Aaliyah was the love of your life, Hype Williams, thank you. He blamed Hype Williams, thank you. If Aaliyah was the love of your life, where did Rachel Roy come in from? Because Rachel Roy also had his baby. I felt like he was dating them at the same time you know it's been years but as my memories as I look back on all this shit I don't recall this whole Dame Dash Aaliyah love fest being really publicly known like that it's like a lot of this stuff okay a lot of people saying yep we didn't know I never knew okay uh, Thrift Queen says she knew about him Dame Dash and Timberland, Imperfect. Jay-Z, what's with her first? Yeah, even with the whole Jay-Z thing, we found that a- about the Jay-Z thing later on. Wasn't he with Rachel Roy at the time? And that's what I'm saying. That's the part that just never made sense to me is that I didn't know about it until she died that Ali and Dame Dash were allegedly engaged. But then you have Rachel Roy over here with Dame Dash's baby. So I I guess I'm just confused because it's all this love talk, love talk, love talk. Well, were were you cheating with Rachel Roy? Like, I don't get it. And then Aaliyah was with Jay-Z at one point in time. So, you know, again, it just seems like a lot of people do use her name for attention. I will agree with you on that. Cause even the whole Hype Williams story, it's like, who asked for this story? Cause at the end of the day, you still turned around and worked with R. Kelly. They all did. Nick Cannon too. I ain't forgot that gigolo video. A lot of folks worked with R. Kelly and saw nothing wrong with it at the time. It wasn't until you started getting in trouble and these charges started sticking then a lot of people then try to distance themselves and rewrite history. But we ain't forgot. Let's see here. Andrea B says, I'm sort of glad she didn't have kids because God knows what they would have done to that child after she passed and used the poor kid up just like her. Yeah. It's still sad. The whole situation is sad. They literally pimped that girl out. It's like whatever fame her parents weren't able to obtain in the industry, they put all that into Aaliyah. They were all doing vicariously through Aaliyah. Miss um, Heidi NDA says, Aaliyah never looked happy, but it was presented to us as a part of her mystique. Mm. Yeah, I remember she always had that eye covered. You know, looking at that now, I like, I wonder why. She always had her eye covered her bang. And she, you know, she was more reserved. She wasn't like your typical teen star. She was way, way more reserved. She always came off as a lot older. She was a polar, opposite. her brand, I'm not going to say her as a person, but her brand was like the polar opposite of Brandy, who was more seen as like, you know, the teeny bopper, teen friendly, things like that. It was sad uh porter senten says none of those jamaican ladies spoke negatively about miss richardson i guess all those barefoot walks to the coconut stand humbled them and maybe she should try it shout out to all my jamaicans thank you so much for the super chat i appreciate you uh unique butterfly says it seems like the it seems like Aaliyah's spirit is crying out for justice otherwise why does this stuff keep coming up about her yeah I think that whole Aaliyah situation definitely goes deep, and I'm glad that, you know, the details are now coming out. Because all of this stuff was speculations for years. But now everything's being solidified because of this trial. Um, Jay Jersey Girl says Aaliyah's uncle did not care about her. As long as he was making money, he we prayed about it and let God handle it. F out of here. F that old man. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um Miss, Lim- Miss Limitless 23 says, hey, T, it's either a coincidence or esoteric that Aaliyah died by a plane crash weeks before 9-11. The reflection of the date of her birthday, 116. Hmm. Wow. I'm looking at the way you wrote it. I never even, I never looked at it like that. Wow. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Hmm. Rants with Ray says, you are speaking straight facts today. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Majestic says, I'm glad I finally caught alive with such a light in these crazy times. Hopefully I can join the discord soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming through. Miss um, Melanated says, everyone in Chicago knew about him. Anyone who said that they didn't, they are a liar. You are absolutely right, T. Thank you. It was well known. From Minneapolis to Chicago, everybody knew how R. Kelly got down. And R. Kelly wasn't the only one. There's a lot of damn R. Kellys in the hood. Um, Concia Morgan says, pronounce, ooh, Kanisha. The spelling and the pronunciation are two different things. Wow. <laughs> okay, Kanisha, thank you for the super chat. She says, you remember the album cover uh, had R. Kelly in the background, it was a, It was evident age wasn't nothing but a number. I also remember a video, so interview where she says he was her bestie, yep. Yep. She did say that. Yeah, even when you look at that album cover, it was so creepy. And I never really paid attention to it. It's like, I guess I knew it was R. Kelly, but I just didn't really pay attention to it. But as I got older, it's like, he's right in the background. She's like chaperoning her, making sure that she doesn't make any false moves. You know what I'm saying? Like these women are accusing him of doing now. Like he's always in the background pulling strings. So yeah, that album cover is like really creepy when you think about it. Let's see here. Lady Letty says, Hey T, I love your channel, your content. I've had to school way too many people online recently having to explain why it's not okay to F kids. And it's mostly men. This is far too normalized. Yeah. You know, it's sad, you know, the law is a lot, you know, once people get to a certain age, they say it's 18, nothing you can do. Not my business, but under age, I just think that that's not okay. Give that person a chance to grow up, you know, but yeah, it, it's, it's, happening. It's very, very normalized. And you know, that whole sugar daddy, sugar baby culture That's been around, you know, for eons, you know, older men with younger women. That's been around for a long time. R. Kelly didn't start this. Remember Elvis Presley got with Priscilla Presley when she was only like 13 or 14. They don't like to talk about that, but she was a child. Who the hell let Priscilla Presley go off with grown-ass Elvis Presley? Her parents, because they knew that, you know, she'd be quote-unquote taken care of, and I'd rather let this rich man you know, smash my daughter and take care of her than a poor guy. That's why a lot of people don't have an issue when it's a young woman, you know, who's a teenager dating a celebrity. Same thing with Aerosmith. He had a whole girlfriend who was like, I think 15 or 16 at the time, and she had gotten pregnant too. They lived together for years. It was very normalized back then. Yeah, Steven Tyler. Even Ron Jeremy, he was convicted yesterday, when well I convicted, excuse me, he was charged yesterday with 30 counts of R, S assault from women starting from the ages, well, children and women, young girls from the age of 12 to grown women. And his assaults have um, has gone, I guess, over the last 20 to 30 years. This man has just been a deviant in and out of the porn industry. So that broke yesterday. So he'll be another one going on trial. The old guards are definitely changing. So it's going to be a lot more men in the industry going down. And to be honest with you, I would not be surprised if R. Kelly ends up talking during this trial or, you know, defending himself, if he starts putting people in the industry on blast, if he starts blasting other celebrities. Let's not forget, Jay-Z was fucking uh, Foxy Brown at fifteen. And he was grown. He's, you know, Beyonce's husband now, but that don't negate the past. At all. Foxy Brown came into the industry young. She looked like a grown woman. I remember mean, when I first found out her age, When she, I think she had just turned 16. And I was in shock. In shock. Because I literally looked like I was 12 when I was 16. And Foxy had, you know, she looked bad. She was bad as fuck back then. She like a grown woman in her 20s and she was a teenager. But folks ain't ready to have that conversation, honey. Ngozi, oh, hey, Ngozi. She says, hey, T-mommy, these stories just break my heart, especially as a mother of a beautiful girl. These people are sick and need to be ridded out of the community. Thank you for bringing awareness. Love you. Love you, too, and thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Appreciate you. Um, Morgan Smith says, what do you think about the Costco girl situation? I know you always speak truth and clarity. I don't know what happened. I've not heard of that. The Costco girl. Let me see if I can Google that. I don't know what happened. Costco girl. Huh. Sheriff responds to online video of alleged child abuse. Says it's not credible. Mm. Story nice. Okay, let's watch it. Hold on. Since it started playing, let me share my screen. I haven't heard of this. So I'll give you a reaction right now, live. Oh, did it disappear? Hold on. Some of the claims in
1: that video, it runs about 30.
0: 30- Hold on.
1: seconds long and we blurred faces to protect the identities of all who were sitting at the table including the alleged victim a young black girl who's with a white family and other children the video generated waves of support for the alleged victim and a tsunami of outrage against the parents all of which made it necessary to sort out what happened and to find out if the girl in the video was being mistreated in any way the short answer to that is no The claims are not true. The girl is not being abused. We spoke with law enforcement. We spoke with Child Welfare Services. And we spoke to the woman who recorded that cell phone video. The bigger question we wanted to try to answer tonight is what is anyone supposed to do if you think you're witnessing child abuse? Who do you call? Arnico Payne has been following the story all day long, and here's what he found out. I
0: seen the little girl ask, the adopted child ask if she can take a bite of a hot dog the father said, you don't speak, and you don't ask any questions. You're sick, and and you're not allowed to eat. Angelica
1: Mendez remembering what she witnessed at the Palm Desert Costco on Friday and sharing it to social media. I
0: asking her more questions. I'm like, are you okay? I was like, are you okay, baby? I was like, are you hungry? And she tells me, she shakes her head no, but starts crying more. I asked her three times. She says the same answer, which is no. a fourth time, she says, yes, she says, yes. She looks up, she looks back down so quick. And the father um, kicked her to the table. She starts to cry even more. He tells the family, let's get up and let's get going.
1: Mendes then called 911 and followed the family to their cars as she recorded. By the time sheriffs arrived, the family the video had left, sheriffs the next day updating Mendez on the incident.
0: They um me the next day. To say hey we've located the family she's there in arizona they did an investigation said that all they all they told me was she's in a safe family
1: home the video has garnered a lot of attention online being viewed more than half a million times riverside county sheriffs also addressing the situation with this post early monday calling the information Not credible. This incident leaving many people asking what to do if they catch themselves in a similar
0: situation. All right, we're not going to watch the whole thing. They're saying that it's not credible, the abuse. I don't know. It sounds strange to me because I don't understand how everybody else is sitting there eating at the table. Why is she not being given food as well? And I'm not mad at the woman for recording and, you know, I don't know about the whole social media posting, but at least she did call the police. She wasn't just trying to go viral, but I'm not mad at her for stepping in. I'd rather somebody step in and try to stop a potential abuse situation than not stepping in. And then you hear a week later that that child was killed or ended up dead. So, you know, better safe than sorry, but I don't know, you know, is it clout chasing? Is it her looking to, you know, go viral or was there real abuse? So that's the thing. we, we got to figure that out. Yeah, I just, I don't like the fact, you know, that the guy, it's like, you see the young black girl walking. She says that the, the father kicked her under the table. It seems like she was like being treated differently than the rest of the family. But I guess I'd have to watch the full video to really see what was going on. But I don't want to get too far off track. I thought it was just going to be a simple viral video. They had a whole breakdown. So let me see here. Miss um, Griffin says, we knew about R. Kelly out there in San Francisco, honey. <laughs> so even the West Coast knew about Dan R. Kelly. I'm not mad at you. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Florida Trice says, Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith now has a foundation that helps abuse and... De- <laughs> the irony, hold up. That helps abuse and neglected girls called Janie's Fund. Oh, so instead of Janie's got a gun, it's Janie's fun. I see you, Aerosmith. Um, I used to work with the company that took on the foundation. It disturbed me. Hmm. I didn't know he had that foundation, but that's very interesting because he had a 13, 14 in that age range year old girlfriend for several years. It's a story. They try to bury it. But you can still, you know, you can look it up. Let's see here. Um, Jazzy Higgins sent five. Says, hey, Miss T, I miss the Discord family. I don't get why there's beef with the Jamaicans and Shikari. They're still black people located elsewhere where they started it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the super chat. Yeah, hopefully the beef will die down and hopefully the media will stop instigating everything um tracy's outlook says hey t we really missed you but i'm very glad to see that you're back i hope you're enjoying the house we held it down for you i appreciate that tracy and thank you for coming through um that fact says love you t i'm at work but i'll catch the playback your podcast always puts a smile on my face we don't always agree but i respect your opinion thank you and i appreciate you thank you for that chad thorn says remember the 80s song i want candy she was 14. It was about self-touching. Disney princess, 12, 12 to 17, all older men. We've been groomed. I never knew that's what that song was about. Wow. See, so you learn something new every day. I never knew that. Uh, Patrice Marcos sent 1999 says, as long as R. Kelly kept the lights on at Jive's Records, he was protected by the industry. The women who have backed out are scared of his affiliation with the GDs. Keep up the good work. Mmm. Mmm. You just spilled some tea on that one. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, if he's also paying the games in Chicago, I can see why some of the women decided not to, you know, go to trial. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, bank says, heart clean like Jesus's police record. Jamaica, big up to yourself, T. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, Big Bold Beauty says, don't forget Lady Gaga. She worked with him for the scandal. Yep, she did. A lot of people did. Rose Purple says, hey, T, miss you. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Sean says, wait, if Jay-Z and Dame Dash were with Aaliyah during that time, now how old was she then if that's the case they all need to be in court well by the time they were with her um well she died at 22 so she was at least um, i want to say she was at least 18 um by the time she got with jay-z and dame dash but i think by then she was so broken by the industry you know because i also remember her best friend at the time was kadada jones who is Quincy Jones's daughter, who is dating Tupac. That was her best friend at the time. So they all ran in these circles with a lot of older guys. KG says, more info has come out, and apparently they are a Mormon family, and Mormons have certain beliefs about Black people. More info is coming out. Case reopened. Mm, Okay. So it looks like they're saying that more info is coming out about the Costco girls. So we'll have to keep an eye on that story. Miss um, Miss $4.99, says, R. Kelly paid late night basketball with MJ and other celebrities. The young girls would be there. R. Kelly and some of the other men chose girls. I believe it. Thank you for the super chat. Jazzy says, hey, T, they had the girl since she was an infant and called her their black child. Yeah, I can't wait to find out more information on it with the whole story and everything else, but I don't like that. Don't feed anybody else and then have her sitting there looking hungry. That's not cool. You know, hopefully they're taking care of her. Somebody said, I saw Kedada and Rashida Jones hung with everybody. They did. But I know her, her and Aaliyah were best friends and she dated Tupac. So that was very interesting that her boyfriend was killed and then her best friend died in the plane, plane crash. Yep, Gary Lou Lewis was another one. Okay, Sugar Dumpling says, T. the Mormon dad works as a 911 operator. He's protected. Mmm. So it seems like the internet is still, you know, I guess caught on if they believe the story or not. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I've been on here now for an hour and a half. This was a dope stream. It feels good to be back. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm going to try and do a Zoom meeting. What time is it? Six o'clock, probably later on tonight. So if you're in the Discord, um, I'll do a Zoom meeting later on so that we can catch up on there as well. So thank you, everybody who came through. Thank you guys for the super chats. Thank you guys for the love. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to keep a close eye on the trial because the trial is just really disturbing. So I've just been paying a lot of attention, reading on all the stuff that's coming out. But he's looking at life in prison. I would not be surprised if he gets at least a minimum of 20 years, if not life, with all the stuff that's coming out. But it's going to be very interesting. So on that note, you guys, once again, thank you. I'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.